Welcome. This is the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast, your regular dose of information security through the tempered lens of the real world experience. Now, on with the show. Hey, you've got Raph down the rabbit hole once again, sitting at the uh, closing minutes of HP Discover 2012 from beautiful, sunny, at least they tell me it is, Las Vegas. Uh, I wouldn't know because I've been outside all day. Joined by uh, two new friends of mine. Well, not two necessarily brand new friends of mine, but two friends nonetheless. Mr. Matt Morgan. Hi, Ralph. How are you, man? And this guy named Mark Blackmer that I've uh, met. <laughs> How you doing, man? And so, uh, Matt, uh, you're from? Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, in the uh, sunny state of Georgia. I right? spent some time in Atlanta. Mark, you're from Boston, aren't you? I am indeed, and I'm enjoying the warmth that they tell me it is outside. <laughs> so we've, uh, we, we, got, we have some very, very different, uh, we've got two very, very different perspectives on uh, the delivery uh, the theme of the conference, I've, every podcast I've done so far has been, theme of the conference, guys, is make it matter and how to, so Mark, you're from the software security, application security, uh, enterprise security world. Yep. Uh, Matt, you're from application lifecycle management and uh, that whole world of software delivery. Yep. How do what you guys do make it matter? Matt, I'll let you kick it off and uh, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, this was a huge release for us this week. We had a, a set of announcements associated with this show, and they were really focusing on the collapsing software lifecycle in a cloud and mobile world. And what we're finding in our customer base is that people are having to incorporate multiple releases in the same time they used to do a single release. So from that point of view, we had to re-engineer our entire suite of products to provide support for that. And the industry trend that, that best exemplifies that is called DevOps. Uh, we talked a little about DevOps with the uh, the co-founder of the DevOps with Mr. Gene Kim earlier on another podcast. Uh, hopefully these are in order so it doesn't sound like I'm talking about something that's going to happen in the, in the future. But, uh, uh, you know, customers, are, are our customers and uh, your customers used to have a lot of time in the world's days of yesteryear and days of yore uh, to release software, right? We could have all the time in the world to test, all the time in the world to develop. Uh, how has that changed in, uh, by 2012 here? Oh, that's a great question. So, so let's go back in time for a little bit and talk about software development five and ten years ago. The typical software lifecycle of a business, this is IT shops building software, uh, was typically a, a couple of releases a year compounded by some minor releases throughout the year, but a typical cycle was uh, consistently multiple months. Um, if you contrast that to today's life cycle, what we're finding is that that's double, triple, or quadruple. And in some cases, there's this idea of continuous software delivery. Once you start having those kind of conversations, everything changes. So uh, we're going from uh, potentially, you know, the, the big fish story where you've got, uh, you know, a month to write some code, or sorry, months to write some code. Uh, a, a month to test, a month to, you know, uh, 
release and package and all that stuff. Uh, 15 minutes to do security. Speaking of security, Mark, uh, you're the guy that happens to know a little bit about that. Uh, so have you, have you, how does security fit into, so you got the Fortify stack in your organization, uh, software security, how do we fit into the DevOps world here? Well, that's the thing is, um, you know, it, it's part of that traditionally, it's like, what can we get out the door? How soon can we get it out the door in order to support the business and, and keep going forward? And unfortunately, in, in a lot of cases, part of the development cycle was not you know, break testing, if you will, or you know, how can we break this out? It was more around functionality and capability, not how do we prevent somebody from breaking into it and, and exposing it there. So I definitely come from the side of baking in as much security as, as possible, so whether it's from the application side, and then once it's out there, monitoring it. And you know, we, we look at what people do, what happens in dev and QA does not ask, actually equal what ends up in, in production. So when it's a last minute idea, and says, hey, you know, I'm gonna throw in an additional function. Or, yeah, yeah. And, and so looking at it all the way around. So I definitely come from the, the perspective of baking in security into the entire life cycle. So it sounds like what Matt's, Matt's talking about the same thing, right? How do we bring, and it's not, security is certainly a component of it, but we got software resiliency. If we're talking about resiliency, how do I keep it running uptime? How do we keep it functional? How do we keep it performing well? How do we keep it relatively secure and risk averse? Um, so, what, Matt, what do you see as the uh, typical uh, runway customers are having right now in terms of in-between releases? Well, uh, that's a great question. Um, the extreme cases, we see organizations doing multiple releases in a day. Multiple, are you serious? People yeah. do multiple releases in a day? So, so my, uh, major my, uh, modern web organizations, um, organizations like Flickr and Facebook are dropping code every single day in most cases, multiple times a day. All right, so for, for those of us like me that have a hard time wrapping your brain around that, because I come from the world where it takes uh, a day to get an email to the right people on the other side of the planet, uh, to package it, much less deploy it, and then you know test it to make sure it works. Uh, how do you get it out there multiple times a day without causing a catastrophic failure every single time? Right, and, that, and fundamentally these organizations are struggling with that. In many cases, they're still fixing problems in production. And I'll tell you, in HP's customer base, most of our organizations cannot handle that risk, and nor do they want to. So the real risk for them is by accelerating their timetables of the right performance, is it secure? And they would much rather slow down just a little bit to ensure that that's happening. That, that makes, so Mark, I, look, I, I remember being an SE uh, selling software security where from a dynamic perspective, it takes, mm, you know, a potentially a couple hours when I used to do this to potentially a couple days to scan and test and vet and validate some web app vulnerabilities. If he's talking about releasing a couple times a day, how, is that even realistic? I, you know, it, it, well, number one, you guys can see the shocked look on my face. I had no idea they were cranking it out that fast. And, and I think of back in the days when I had my VB script manual and how long it would just take me to write anything, which is why I'm not a developer. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a good point. I mean, the, the, the goal of the business is to get this out, to keep the business functioning and to keep them competitive, knowing you know, so they're, they're doing this risk analysis as they go. Yeah, slow down a little bit, but get it out. Um, so, Hurry up, but slow down. Right, so best practices are, um, you know, it, it, the reality of it is it's not, they're not really out there all the time. So the thing is, I mean, we will look at it. Yes, do it during development is the best practice, but really things go out the door. So what we're able to, to do as well is look at that stuff once it's out and running, you know, being able to take a compiled um, application, 
load that, scan that for vulnerabilities, but also monitor it in real time. Because the reality, as you stated, now that I'm you know, here in this days, or in a day, which is scary, um, you know, they were able to handle it from all, from all those sides, really deal with the reality of it, rather than trying to enforce uh, our view of, of, of a perfect world. So, so I feel like I've got to clarify a couple of things. Um, some of these organizations that I mentioned, you know, like the Flickr case study, by the way, is on uh, on Wikipedia under DevOps. I encourage anyone listening to go ahead and check that out. Um, you want to really make your head spin. They do an average of ten releases a day. So, but I'm holding on to something. Other. I think I would have already fainted. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, uh, larger organizations, right? So let's, let's take major insurance companies, financials, manufacturing organizations. They aren't attempting to achieve that velocity, right. but they're still attempting to accelerate. And the reason they're doing it is because of the competitive pressures. So if you think about what mobile and the cloud is doing, let's take cloud for example. It's the ultimate abstraction layer over all the complexities of deploying software. So not building software, but deploying software. It turns memory, CPU utilization, connectivity into dial tone for a software developer. It's all there. It's all available all the time. So as a result, all of the complexities of, geez, what box do I need to buy? Geez, what architecture do I need to have provision? Do I have enough license? All of that goes away. It becomes dial tone. So their competitors are, are being able to say, wow, I can start releasing customer-facing apps much faster than anything I could do before. Now let's talk about mobile for a moment. Everyone who's probably listened to your podcast, my friend, um, have heard the story about how many updates they get on their, their device every day, right? Mm. It's the ultimate interface agent in this new world. A changing client that can be automatically pushed down to mobile devices that are always connected with all-day battery life changes how change Well, well, easy on the all-day battery life. Uh, <laughs> depends what device you have. <laughs> or it depends on your use, but anyway. Um, but the idea is, is that in the mobile world, people are also accelerating those timetables. So going back to those big companies, yeah. the manufacturing, the, the financial, the ones that I talked about, these guys have to accelerate. And yet they can't, cannot take the risks that these smaller companies are taking, which is really where HP helps. Sure. Well, you know, you, you bring that up so in, in my past life as an SE, you know, I dealt with some of the major financials, and that's exactly what we talked about. So you'd have a web-facing application, let's say online banking, that's not one app, you know, there's probably a good 50, I remember we were going through this exercise, there's 200 apps, 50 of them were critical, that's where we want to start, and so security guys going to the developers trying to get large snippets in order to, to start building these custom parsers to bring this stuff in, well, lo and behold, there's no security information in that, you know, there's stuff that's interesting for the developers, but not for security, so now the battle begins security saying, well, we need this, and the developers are going, we don't have time, and that's not interesting to us. So these internal battles, you think you get to do that for 200 apps. So um, now being able to, you know, this is one of the realities that we're not dealing with. So now what we're able to do is go in, no change to the app, no logging required, monitor those in real time, and bring that in for correlations. So when I went back to some of these customers, I mean, it was very, they were very, very excited um, when you can get in on the beta, get in on that there, because now all those battles go away because that, that is the real world. So Mark, does that, is, that, is that a role into potentially a best practice in, for example, development? You know, it, rather than having to develop your own, simply just use what we provide you, it will work because we know it does. That's a, that's a product we have. And uh, shorten that life cycle of short circuit testing, short circuit implementation, uh, short circuit, all that design and architecture stuff. It just drops in and it works. Is it really that easy though? Well, so, so here's what I'm talking about. So it's again, where, where do we, you know, 
in, in a perfect world, we, we scan the code as it's being developed. So what gets released into production is quote unquote perfect, at least from a security perspective. Um, the reality is that doesn't happen, or we, you don't come into an organization, you know, we as, as HP, and expect that all of their apps will just they'll go right back to dev and, and start over so that we can catch up. So you have what's in dev, what's to be built, you have what's already built that needs to be like, let's, let's find out what vulnerabilities are there, but also what are the users doing to it in, in the real time? And that's really what I, I was focusing on there, was in real time, who's logged in, who's logged out? Um, are they trying something nefarious? But even the simple logging, you bring that into a, a correlation engine. So knowing that, all right, I've got this ID logged in over here, yet you know, Mark's logged into, my, uh, you know, into the VPN, and yet he just badged in the front door. Yeah. Um, so being able to tie those two things together. So number one from the application side, monitoring it at those three points in development, after it's built, in real time, but then also taking that in as, as part of the overall picture. So it's, you got to catch it from as many angles as possible. So that brings me to an interesting point. So you, you just walked off the edge of the SDLC for most organizations I know, right? It, we've released it. Goodbye. <laughs> we've sent the kid off to college. They're out of the house. Take it easy. Push it out of the nest. It's now on its own. So Matt, my question to you now is how does, because DevOps is also about being able to fix problems faster by having that, as Gene calls it, the tribe of experts, right? How does what you guys put out help solve problems after the app is out there in production, bringing back some of that telemetry, bringing back some of that knowledge to help build better tribes? Yeah, so, so there's an innovation that was part of this release called the Continuous Application performance delivery system. And this is a bridge between production and pre-production teams, providing a single platform for them to share information on what's working, what's not working, and to be able to incorporate revisions at lightning speed. So the idea is that if a problem does get out, you know about it. Not only do you know about it, but you can immediately start taking action against it. And you can do it in real time. Now importantly, I want to come back to the fact that HP has a different point of view on DevOps that a lot of folks don't. And that's the, the amazing things you can do before that code's actually shipped, even if the time cycle is almost instant. And that's through the use of automation. I agree. The ability to build virtual machines on the fly, provision labs on the fly, push out an automated test set that can complete 400 test cases in a matter of a couple of hours against that virtual machine that was automatically provisioned, and then consolidate the reports and tell you if it works, can allow an organization to correct defects within hours of a build being completed. And with our technology, you have a vision into what the changes are in every build, so you know exactly what you need to be testing for. This is a big difference in quality assurance. It's a velocity angle on quality assurance that we've never had before. So now we've been talking about for, for the last couple of years, three pillars security, does it function, does it perform, and is it secure? How close are we to having that? Uh, how closely is security to being a ubiquitous defect within the, within the world of defects? So, in general, I will tell you that in the modern world, I think the conversation about is application security critical is, is, is largely been resolved. I think everyone understands the urgency. Now, have they figured out how to, how to incorporate the processes internally in order to do that? Not entirely bored, but they're working on it as fast as possible. The need to be able to scan your software, to be able to have continuous understanding of the security gaps, given that software has the ultimate authorities on the back end of your systems, access to your customer data, access to your business information, um, is now fundamentally being agreed to. And I think, uh, you know, maybe you can comment a little bit about the Fortify solutions on that front. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's funny, one of the things, um, 
some of the talks that I give, you know, we, we talk about the OWASP top ten and the fact that injections are still in the, in the top in the top ten, you know, is, is crazy to me. So to your point, you know, how is it that it's still there? And and, and I would argue too that that people are aware of it. Is, is it just a symptom that things are getting rushed out the door? And, and the key is going to have to be around automating as much as possible. I mean, it's just not not possible to keep up with the demand by humans. So the more that we can bring to that, I think the better. Yeah, you know, it, it, DevOps is an automation conversation. And I, the, the unique capabilities that HP brings, when you're, when you're talking about the security technology, and you're talking about the fact that we have a heterogeneous approach, you're talking about our, our cloud approach um, is, is frankly unparalleled and I, and I think this is an exceptionally exciting time for the professionals in software development we all have an opportunity to add value in ways that frankly wasn't wasn't seen as extreme uh, or, or, or was seen as extreme a few years ago but is now becoming an important competitive differentiator for the business and how lucky are we to live in those times exactly well guys I think on that note I'm uh, I want to cut this off and say has been fantastic guest. This is like uh, it's a dream come true. I, you know, I used to live in the uh, software security world for a long time. I uh, always thought about quality. You know, I felt like the you know the redheaded step cousin of the software quality world. Uh, and I've got both of you guys sitting here talking about how this is all going to work together. And it's already you've got releases of software of, of that actually makes people enables people to make this work together. If there's a, uh, as, I'm, as I'm looking over your shoulder, Mark, I see the giant blue HP logo underneath that says make it matter. If there's a better way to make it matter to developers and companies that are looking for agility of their software release, I, I don't know it. So thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out here. And uh, I hope to have you guys back because this has been kind of cool. All right, cool. Thanks, thanks for having me. Appreciate thanks, it. guys. Well, that's it. But before I duck back down the rabbit hole, don't forget to set up an RSS feed so you don't miss any of these future podcasts or catch up with any of the podcasts you may have missed. I welcome suggestions for guests, topics, and I always welcome comments on published episodes. You can find me on Twitter at WhiteRabbit, that's W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T, or read more at hp.com forward slash go forward slash white dash rabbit. And with that, so long and good luck.